Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Well, here we are again. Uh, It's our every week podcast on busting the myths that are out there on leadership. And we call it affectionately no more leadership BS. This week, our professional at play, Mr. Geoff McLaughlin, is going to talk about the difference that Star Wars has made to our communication style in the workplace. Geoff, it is yours. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction music, Mr. Conroy. Actually... Anytime I get on stage to do a speaking event, that's what I want them to play as I'm walking on stage so people know exactly what to expect. As they should. Yeah, motivation, leadership. I will (laughs) lift others up with the force. Are you in your office at home or something like that? (laughs) And choke the BS myths out of them. Got it. Exactly. Force choke choke them. Yeah. (laughs) Force Uh, choke uh, the stupid out of people sometimes. Are you in your office at home, Jeff? No, I'm actually, I absconded to my child's bedroom because... um, the Vandalorian was out in the front yard, not parked in the right spot. And, uh, and so <laughs> I just took the first available spot, which happened to be my son's room. So yeah, nice. that's what we've got bugs on the wall and yeah. pictures know, of bugs, lines. not real bugs, pictures of pictures bugs. Yes. Of not real bugs. bugs. Don't judge, man. It's all good. I'm not judging. judging. I'm just <laughs> wondering. I'm just, Hey, a good podcaster asks questions and I'm that's asking right. questions. Our listener in Eastern Oregon may not give a crap, but I'm asking questions. God, but they yeah. might be able to identify us later if they, you know, if need yeah. be. By the bugs. There was bugs That's on the right. wall. They said there were bugs adem- on the wall. Yeah, but you can't do that with Sam because he's in the carfest with his black right. windows <laughs> in his neighborhood where his neighbors think he's creepy. So, I, I mean. Say, have, has, has the, have the police been by at all? <laughs> oh, just in the last 10 minutes. I mean, we're good. Okay. They wave. <laughs> the good. Siren oh, it's just Dr. Sam again. Would <laughs> you guys stop calling? It's just Dr. Sam. Knock it off. <laughs> you know, we're all eyes and, and Myra's over there going, just get to the point, man. Just get to the point. Rolling the eyes. Roll this crap off. Boys, come point. on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeff, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I apologize. Darth, go for it. I apologize. All right. So topic for today, which I think is I find fascinating, is how did Star Wars, how Star Wars actually changed the way communication happened in the workplace? And I know that, you know, people out there in listening world can't exactly see us, but uh, there's, there's uh, a, a number of gray and silver hairs minus Conroy's no hair, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> follically so, challenged. <laughs> follically challenged. But we, we've seen a change from the greatest generation to Gen X to millennials to zennials to whatever the next generation is. And it's funny because each generation always complains about the generation after it and how they've changed things for the worse. Now, there's a lot of innovation that has come out of 
the workplace lately uh, in terms of technology and advancement and how we communicate effectively. However, that change actually started a long time ago with Star Wars. And so the, the gist is this, is that Star Wars change had a paradigm shift in generations. And the, the, I have a friend who wrote a book about this, Brad Zollis, and his book is uh, Liquid Leadership. It's, it's, it's about all about how Star Wars and video games changed communication. And it's absolutely fun and brilliant. So my question to you guys is, is as we are mostly Gen X and in that, in that realm, what have you guys seen that has happened in the last 20 years in communication? What, what has changed and how do people communicate differently than they did when, when we were younger? Well, first, I'm just flattered that you think I'm Gen X. <laughs> Amen. You don't have any Amen hair to tell that. that's great. <laughs> so there's no, the last there's no the identifying marks. <laughs> so from what, I, what, what I've read about generational leadership is that boomers ended in 1964 and, and Gen Xers started in 65. And I was born in 64. So I'm a tweener. And there you go. The tweeners. And actually, what you read about tweeners is that they're good leaders because they 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 can relate to the generation before them and also to the generation that they're in. So, mm -hmm. I just thank you for that. Just warmed my heart. I could I could end this podcast now because <laughs> oh, these gray blonde. hairs aren't platinum blonde. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yeah, tell on the screen. So, how's communication changed? That that was the question. Yeah, how's communication changed? I mean, you think about it in the last 20, 30 years, communication well, has gotten a lot different. Well, as we said, as, as I was saying in the green room before we came on, that's what I'm calling it now, the green room, <laughs> is, <laughs> is, you know, there was a time when, when people would call a house and if the phone just rang and rang and rang and rang and rang, they're just not home because you would never, it never crossed our mind that they wouldn't just pick up. Now it's, it, it's, it's a leash, you know, cell phones are a leash. So it's communication is instantaneous. If you're not answering the phone, why aren't you answering the phone? It's not, you're not you're not home. It's just, why aren't you answering the phone? I can text you. I can call you. You have a phone in your pocket. Why aren't you answering it? I think it's, I think communications become instantaneous for good or for bad. Right. And I think that disposition is that plus it's, there's a value assigned to it. You didn't pick up. Therefore you must not want to talk to me. You uh, actively ignored yes. me rather than engage in the conversation, which yes. may not be the case at all. Yes. Interesting. That's, yeah. that is, so you guys, just for the the the, re, the the listeners' information, when when we say a phone, it's this old-fashioned thing that had a, a <laughs> box at the bottom that you talked into, and a thing that was on your ear that you listened with, and it had a cord that plugged into the wall, so you couldn't take it everywhere you went. Right. In case there's some people that are like, "What's the? Why are they talking about a phone? Like, uh, the phone goes in your pocket." Right. So there's that. Uh, honestly, though, there I've I've actually brought a phone to a presentation with with kids and right. an old phone. And they all went, what is that? Yeah. Right. And I said, this is a phone. This yeah. is what we used to have to talk on. And they're like, right. you're so old. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they just and you don't could know. take it with you wherever you went. That'd be just fine. You'd be eccentric because it would be absolutely <laughs> useless. We can sure carry it around. <laughs> that stop it. Right. Well, and Eastern, <laughs> right. Eastern Oregon still has rotary phones. So. <laughs> right. So to the, to the matter, though, of, of how communication has changed, never mind the technology, because that's modality right that's how you get the information i think mm -hmm. in addition to the access to communication which is constant our expectation of formality has dropped significantly um even so much so again we're in the green room talking about texting which didn't exist you know not that long ago but now if you text with punctuation and capitalization oh, yeah. you must be angry 
Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> like, ah, okay. I wasn't informal enough to characterize my mood as jovial. My apologies. Right. <laughs> well, and the beautiful thing with smartphones now is that you can send pictures with it. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, so yeah, I think communications become less formal. You know, there's that whole argument of are they even teaching cursive any longer? Because they're teaching cell phone ease or whatever they call it, text ease. <laughs> How to spell um, and text. Spell and text, yeah, phonetically mm-hmm. or otherwise. Um, oh, yeah. you know, emojis, I think that's a t- totally different language now. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think the older generations, I think there's a lot of people in the older generations uh, that do really, really well. But I think there's a, more that don't do very, very well. I have, I have a family member who struggles with it. I think she's still got a flip phone. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. As my husband does. When he gets yeah. a text, he says, gives it to me and says, Can you can you bring this up for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. He and and he has you, no real need to learn it. Or he mm. would. See, that's right. part of it too. I think there's a necessity it's gotta be a necessity based, don't you right. guys think? I mean, uh if if I don't have to text, I don't want to text. I hate text conversations. Yeah. Personally, okay. since I'm a, I'm as you say, I'm a Gen Xer. Thank you for or not a Xer. <laughs> um, but I appreciate that. But but I think text messages are impersonal. You can't hear fluctuations. You don't hear emotion. You oh you, yeah. You know they can be so misconstrued. And I've been I've been guilty of that. You know sure. my son my son will text me something and I'll say well that wasn't very nice. He goes what do you mean? And I'll, I'll call him. I think people need to get back to belly-to-belly conversations and mm-hmm. calling people because i can get more done in a two-minute phone call than i can in a freaking oh, diatri- yeah. diatribe of a text message <laughs> well I, br- I brought this up at a conference that that text is for information not communication yes right. time place date here you go here's the event yep. go you check it out then we can have a conversation about it mm-hmm. however the problem is is with text whatever mood you are in whether you were just on the road and somebody cut you off and you're mad that emotion will read into the text that you are engaging with, Correct. no matter what the text says. So whatever emotion you're feeling, that's how you read things. And so it can't be a communication device in terms of, you know, I have a friend who's, who's had many, he's like, oh man, I've got these deep conversations going in text. And I'm like, it's not really a conversation in terms of you can't hear the inflection in somebody's right. voice, the passion, the intensity. Exactly. If you know 80% of communication is nonverbal, a text is like you've taken away 95% of, mm-hmm. of the actual information based on all the stuff that goes into communication. Right. And so, mm-hmm. but so with that being said, how does that affect communication in the workplace? Mm-hmm. What how problems does, that affect, does it bring up? What, what problems, problems does that bring up that um, the myth is, especially with, with older, um, older, when I say older, Probably Gen X at this point because baby boomers are, are re- getting retired mm-hmm. for the most part um, or looking very forward to it. But <laughs> I'm looking forward yes, to retirement. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but it, if, if you've got a normal mix, you've got the new ones coming in, if you've got the, you know, the older ones that are still there, still productive and still a viable part of the team. But their communication styles are different. So what happens when those clash? When one doesn't understand the communication of the other one? Mm-hmm. There's frustration. There's massive amounts of frustration. I mean, right. you can see 
if we're used to a face-to-face conversation, just swing by the office real fast, knock something out and be like, okay, let's talk about this real quick. Got it, got it, got it. Good. Okay, good. You do your thing. I'll do mine. Let's go. And that those little moments can be shared. However, if the mode of communication is, why are you stopping in my office? I'm next time, text me, call me, email me first to let me know so I can plan it. So I can know that you're coming, Mm -hmm. you know, those, that, that puts a barrier between human interaction. You know, I, I, I but got I, to sit next to it. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. No, I was going to say, I was going to say it's, it, to me, it's all going to come down to corporate cu- culture. You know, what's the, mm-hmm. it's got to be, it's, you know, the, the, high, the, 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 the leadership needs to set the tone on, on how that's going to communicate. I understand hiring a 22, 23, 24 year old, but mm-hmm. that 24 year old needs to understand the culture of the organization. And this is how, mm-hmm. part of that is, this is how we communicate. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I, I, said, I, I agree oh, with yeah. you on that. It's fascinating. I sat next to a plane on a, a trip once and this gal next to me was a fascinating individual. I would not have guessed that she was as successful as she was based on her appearance, which that's on me. Um, but I got to tell you, she looked like a hippie straight out of the sixties, had tiny little glasses, a uh, weird big Rastafarian beanie cap, Birkenstocks, cut off jean shorts, a tie dyed t-shirt, uh, and then probably $10,000 worth of rings at least on her fingers. Really? Yeah, and then fancy little dogs underneath the, the the carry-on. Yeah, designer dogs. And I was like, this is just fascinating, this woman. I was like, okay, start talking to her. Turns out she owned a pretty big uh, company down in L.A., and she lives out on in Seattle, and she flies down you know, every week for a day or two to check on the office. And the manufacturing part is all good. It's incredible. Everything is well-oiled according to her estimation everything just worked perfectly the office is a little different the office is about 30 um younger people millennials um and she says that they're all tooth and nail fighting to to get you know move up the ladder and she had these two people working on marketing these two young girls who literally sat across from each other in their cubicles and she watched them one day she was like it was i was just fascinated she goes i watched them they sent 60 emails back and forth over the course of five hours to try and figure something out that all they had to do was stand up, look at each other, have a five minute conversation to figure Mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. And they wasted five hours of the day trying to figure it out through emails. That's cost. And she goes, Oh, and, and she goes, that's, you know, that was actually why she was flying down was to do some teamwork on how do we communicate with each other? Yeah, And so I was just fascinated because I was like, well, is that a corporate culture thing? Is that your culture or is it the generation? Because they were both the same age. They were both very young and just out of college. Yeah. And so. Is that more millennial or or is that more millennial or zier? That's a good question. That's a good question. I work with a lot of young kids. Um, I like, you know, work in schools and everybody keeps saying, you know, kids don't change or you know, kids are just different than they used to be. You get one or two of, of, of those opinions. <laughs> sure. I'm like, the kids are pretty much the same. The technology has changed. Correct. How they communicate is different. They have instant access to everything. Right. So from, the kids aren't different. From what I understand and what I've read about the generational leadership is that the Zers, and I have one, mm-hmm. uh, Zers don't want to be millennials. They are the anti-millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want, to, they want to know what their job is, and they just be left alone and let them do their mm-hmm. job. You know, that's, but I think that's a, I think that's a stereotype of a zier because my, my, my zier is not like that. 
my zier likes the interaction. My zier right. likes the, the collaborative effort of things. And it might be because they have a leadership guy as a dad. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, I just find that I find that baffling. That it's to me that's just it's not cost effective if you're going to send fifty emails and you're ten feet apart. Right. I don't mm-hmm. understand how that that can work. I think I think it's cultural. I think something that doesn't change is the basic principles or, or um, uh, like communication should always be respectful. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it just should. I don't care if you're texting. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, the, the basis premise of, of communication should not change yeah. no matter what you're using. Yeah. And because it's so instant, yeah. Now we forget that it may not be a good time for somebody to communicate with you. And another yeah. thing that is my pet peeve is when somebody sends me a text and they've asked me two questions in that text. <laughs> Sorry. That was Just, me. <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people do it. Which one do I answer? And how would you go? No. Yeah. I learned a long them. time. Yeah. <laughs> Usually up to up to seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned a long time ago because there's a lot of texting in in the real estate world. Right. Um, to ask one question at a time. Mm-hmm. That way, it keeps things from getting. It's respectful and it keeps things from getting uh, confused. Sure. So it, I'm going to interject that communication hasn't changed. It's it's the techniques that we use that have changed the way we do it. Yes. Yeah, when people ask me numerous questions, my text back to them is "call me," hmm. because I one I don't I don't if I get a long text message, I won't read it. Right. <laughs> I just it, to me it's <laughs> stupid, and uh, I'm not going to sit there and have a big old long diatribe conversation over text messaging or mm-hmm. emails. Right. That's true. So I think but, part of the the gap that we're identifying here is not just the generational differences in terms of how they communicate, but what's expected of communication. You know, even Myra, your comment about it should be respectful um, it makes me think back to a, a training I was in where the leader said, well, a safe space to share what's on your mind. You know, this isn't, the bosses aren't going to get you in trouble. This is, just let it all hang out. And then that is a nice idea, but what do you mean? How safe? How, how let it loose? What's the parameter? So we say respectful. Well, that's going to have a lens on it too, you know, from one's point of view, because somebody who's, those two uh, young women uh, Jeff, that you mentioned, probably thought they were doing exactly the right thing, but somebody else looking at it says, um, let's have a face-to-face chit-chat here. Yeah. And they thought they were in the right. So I think there's going to be that gap of misunderstanding up until you actually have some kind of conversation that lays out what do we expect from each other and how's that going to look? Love it. Right. That comes down to clarity of expectations and, yes. you know. Which fosters trust, which right. is exactly. the very bottom of right. communication. Well, okay. the other part of it is that you have those leaders, like Sam just said, you know, hey, it's, it's, we have the cone of silence in this room and, and please just let out your feelings. Is the culture really set up for that? What's the trust level in that? I mean, it's, it's one thing to say it, you know, but nine times out of 10, when people do that, you hear crickets because no oh, one's yeah. going right. to step up. No one's going to yeah. have an Oprah That's, moment. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? yes. I've got a client right now that, that we're working on putting together an event for them because they one have this intergenerational thing going on and they're, they're trying to find, they're trying to get everybody into alignment and they're like, we don't feel like we trust each other. Right. And so we can't have those critical conversations about 
this is what the job is supposed to be. And I'm like, well, was that a training issue in the beginning? Or is this like a, he goes, I thought it was. And he goes, it's turned into personalities clashing and people not respecting each other and not, he goes, I don't even know if we're in the same boat rowing in the same direction. And I was like, this, this could be a lot longer than, than just one day. I mean, (laughs) it's a long-term project. Yeah. And it's a culture that you have to create. And and, the, and it, that take that can take years. Mm-hmm. It really you can. Because yeah. a lot of times I'll talk with I'll talk with businesses or talk with leaders, and they're saying, "Well, you know, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, I'm doing what you told me, or I'm doing, you know, I'm doing all the things. I'm doing the things. Why aren't they? Why aren't they? Why aren't they doing this? <laughs> These and things go, are defective. Ah. And how long have you been doing this? Three weeks. But that's the instant gratification that we want and expect because we can get a hold of anybody right now. I call it a fast food society. We're a fast food society. You know, we, whatever we want, we can just drive up to the window and get it. And that's what people are expecting out of leadership is that if I, if I read the books and I do the things, things happen and it'll happen right now, right now. And it doesn't happen that way. It takes time. Right. I told somebody it's good about, job. Why aren't they doing it? It's yeah. about your attention yeah. span. We, we kind of joke about it. Amy Poehler had a joke about um, watching movies. And oh, I think I had a freeze there. Am I back on? Good. You're good. <laughs> You're good. Awesome. So good. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, Live podcast. You got to laugh. That's right. That's how things go. But uh, Amy Poehler was joking about um, people watching movies. She said, We don't have time to sit down and watch a two hour movie on TV. We want to watch five one hour episodes on our phone in a string of, you know, five hours. So that's exactly. how we're going to do it. You exactly. have twice as much time to do it how you want to do it. And mm-hmm. I think about things like um, too long, didn't read, you know, like, right. I don't want to invest that kind of time. Well, okay, then we'll bullet point it down. But it's somehow, in some way, giving people the message, the information they need so they can understand it, yeah. which it, it's, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah, but it's necessary to help help me people where they are and challenge them to get out of their comfort zone to do something they wouldn't normally do. Yeah, and those people that don't have, don't have time to read do audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so they can be driving doing other things. <laughs> yep, and li- read, listening to a book. Yeah. Some of those people might listen around. to them on one and a half or two times speed. I'm just saying some people might do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that brings us about to our close for our time today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any questions or comments or would like to leave us a review, we highly encourage you to do that. We would appreciate it. And uh, if we happen to use one of your uh, your comments or stories on our podcast, you win a free disc assessment with a professional debrief with one of us, one of our amazing podcasters. And we have some pretty amazing people. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.